Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Mark Testoni. Mark Testoni is among the nation's leading experts in the application of technology to solve problems in government and industry, especially in the U.S. national security space. With more than 15 years of technology industry experience, 20 years in the United States Air Force, and 30 years of public sector management experience, Testoni is a sought-after business strategist and thought leader. Testoni serves as Chief Executive of SAP National Security Services, with responsibility for management, sales, consulting, product support, cloud-delivered applications and infrastructure, and go-to-market strategy for SAP's most security-conscious customers and partners. Well, good afternoon, Mark. Welcome to the show. Brian, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I appreciate you jumping on, and I know that uh, we're flexible here, obviously, and we appreciate your flexibility as well as we traverse this globe in 32 countries thus far. So thanks again. And so Mark, we're going to jump into the questions. Uh, you have a great background here, the background in technology, security, and now you're the CEO for SAP's National Security Services. Could you share with our audience what drives you and what has contributed to your success thus far? That's a great question, Brian. Uh, I've just been around a long time, I guess. I've had a lot of experiences, but I think a couple of things uh, have helped me be successful. One is I've had a natural curiosity to ask the next question or look around the corner at the next thing. And that's probably what one of the things that motivates me today at the pace of change in the tech technology world. I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of fascinating to watch. And so I'd say that curiosity. And the other thing that I've always tried to remember is, is no matter where I've worked and what I've done is can I just focus on doing the best job that I can at the current tasks that I have. So I've had a career that spanned, I hate to say these numbers now, unfortunately, 44 years since I went into the United States Air Force in 1977, but I've always kind of had those two things. And I think we're, many of us are you know, focused and driven, but uh, I, I think those two factors are huge. And, and then you overlay that into where we are today in this world and the tech how technology is is the most probably the most important enabler that we have in all of our lives, and it's really every company, every organization, every individual is really a technology entity today. Thank you, Mark, for sharing, and and I do appreciate that. Uh, you know, you're right. Your experience does kind of add uh, value to what you've done, and and looking back, but certainly the technology has come a long way, and it's is certainly the enabler for the, for the business. So I appreciate your share. And Mark, let's talk uh, NS2's work, uh, your company in commercial innovation. Could you tell us how your company is facilitating public-private partnerships to help government innovation? Sure, Brian. Uh, we are uh, an independent subsidiary of SAP. Many of your, uh, your, much of your audience may be familiar with the big SAP, third largest software company in the world. And we, uh, we're focused primarily, or our initial charter was, was an independent company in the national security community of the United States. So we had basically, they had to kind of create a separate company or spin us out, even though they still own us to do that. We're under a separate board of directors. We've always prided ourselves on being able to take SAP's great technologies to market at the same time, as I mentioned earlier, looking around the corner. One of the primary things that we do working with our customers is we stood up uh, 
capability called NST Labs. And we it's a great place where we bring, it's a physical domain and it's also an online domain where we bring our customers and our partners together and try to solve problems using technology. And we spun this up virtually about two and a half, three years ago. And now we've, we've actually got a physical presence and location as well. It opened about three weeks before the pandemic started. So our use of the physical location has been slowed a little bit, but we're starting to get back into it. And, and we've gotten some notoriety around that. So I think the combination of those things has been helpful, but probably the most important thing that allows for that commercial innovation is the talent that we've brought to bear. We've brought in talent, not only from people with SAP expertise, but across the IT domain and business domain. So we've got great people that understand the business problems of not only govern, but we've expanded more into the regulated industry space, places like financial services, and utilities, and aerospace defense. And then we are able to apply our technology to, to, to look at the current, current problems of our customers. And these have a broad domain, but a lot of them are much focused on information. How do I take data and turn it into information, whether it's to protect my enterprise or to drive my business better? Thank you for sharing. And, and I especially, especially the, uh, uh, the kind of the disclaimer, the note about how your um, company is independent, but although SAP does own you, um, allowing you to operate somewhat independently there with some financial backing. So, Mark, let's talk a little bit about tech. This is a tech platform. You're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies in your tech stack. But is there anything you could share with us today, you know, something that's maybe not confidential or proprietary? Sure. Uh, let me talk a little bit about what the kinds of things that we're working on and around as we look around that corner. We've we've launched, as I mentioned, not only are we you know, applied SAP technology, but we apply partner technologies and we've actually created an engineering organization to build our own as a natural outgrowth of our, our lab. So we 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 have developing some of our own technology, and I think we're probably most excited about that. First and foremost, we've built a secure cloud infrastructure that has a lot of our own IP in it that basically allows the enablement of a, a commercial cloud in a government spec standard facility or capability. And what that means is, is a lot of the customers, as I mentioned earlier, not only in the government but the regulated space, are looking for platforms that meet certain NIST and DOD standards because they want to shrink their cyber risk aperture. So we're excited about, about that. And, and that has broad reach for us in the future, not only for use with SAP products, we're starting to bring some of our partner and third-party products in and leverage that platform against that and actually run those things for them. But then we're actually developing a couple of products. One is called Cloud Mixer. And it's just launching as we speak. And, and what Cloud Mixer does is it actually helps people who are operating clouds to manage their clouds in really two or three vectors. First, financially, how do I make sure that I'm getting the best bang for my buck for my instances? How do, then second, resource application, how am I making sure I'm using my resources to the optimum? And then third, compliance, how do I make sure that my platforms are staying in compliant with all the government standards or my industry standards, whether I'm in healthcare? So we're really excited about that, and we think it's going to get broad traction. We're putting it up for our own use where we can then show our customers as well. 
But one of the biggest interesting things about cloud native applications and deploying cloud applications is if you don't watch it, the cost of the infrastructure can be like a house of fire. So I think we're going to have an awful lot of, of, of traction here. Probably another big issue and challenge that we're taking on that we're really working hard on is the visibility of supply chains. And Brian, you remember this has come out pretty significantly over the last few years between the pandemic and the pharma companies being dependent on maybe unreliable supply chains and even our retail industry. So we're, we're launching a product in, in Alpha, but it's called, we call Chain Shield, that will give companies and customers insight into their supply chains and be able to look, reach down and get and gather information about them to make sure they understand not only where those companies may be residing, but who owns them and what other implications they may have. We think that whole thing, and as you start looking at things like blockchain in the future, we get past the, the mania of what we're seeing today in crypto, but really the applications of blockchain. And we think supply chain visibility and integrity is right at the top of the list. And, and we're hammering right in that space. That's amazing. And you're right. We've seen a lot of challenges in the supply chain just in the last year. So um, we do appreciate that. And and Mark, as you know, as a technologist and chief information officer, we've seen challenges over the years around security. So I appreciate your contributions to make this a safer world. So Mark, let's talk last question. We just want to know a little bit more about Mark. Could you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either tech or security? Boy, that's, that's one of those philosophical questions, Ryan. I love it. I, you know, I think it's kind of interesting. I, I've, I'm a, a uh, my career has been a series of well-timed accidents, I guess is what I would say. And I think I've kind of, I mentioned a couple things earlier about being curious and basically doing the best job you can in the job that you currently have. But I think as I, as I watch approaching um, an industry like tech, my background is business. And uh, I, I was an accountant and, uh, and I eventually evolved through the military into the tech field almost by accident. And I, th I think what I learned from all that was is, Although we want to have a life plan at a level, we, we want to make sure we we take the opportunity and chance to, to, to pivot when we have that chance to do it and use our guts as a guide. But I, when I went into when I went into the tech industry at Oracle back in 1997, I didn't know what I was getting into, but I just felt like it was the right thing to do. And I, I kind of moved away from where I likely could have gone into consulting. And it's really played out for me. So although we always want to have a plan, let's make sure we don't overwhelm the plan with allow it to become so structured that we miss those chance opportunities. Because I think as someone once said is uh, you know, success is the intersection of, of great ability and, and, and chance. And we don't want to miss those chances. Absolutely. I appreciate. I guess one other if I could add one other yeah. thing, Brian, um, as a leader and driving and I, I, I probably was taught this this lesson most notably by my son, who happens to have developmental disabilities, is I think I've learned how to focus on what people can do and not what they can't do. So we are all have our strengths and weaknesses. And if you focus on what people can do and you apply them and you work and you work them cohesively in a team, it's amazing the results you can achieve. So I think those are a couple of things that just stick out to me. 
Mark, thank you. I appreciate the share. And I know that will be uh, some good insight, um, a nugget of wisdom for somebody here in our audience. So thanks again. And Mark, it was a pleasure having you on today. I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thanks, Brian, for your time. Bye for now. Bye.